Powerful Woman Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Well, happy Monday to you, Queens. How are you? This is Queen Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this beautiful day, and as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas a big success. I trust that all of you have had a beautiful, beautiful weekend and that you are now ready to be productive uh, for, your, for your business week. You're ready to draw abundance unto you, and you're ready to do those things that God would have you to do to be a successful and thriving businesswoman. So let us go ahead right now and go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for allowing us again to wake up this morning. We are so grateful for that and to have yet another day to accomplish our business dreams and goals. Bless us, O Lord, as we pursue being queens of leadership, queens of organization, action. Father, let us not procrastinate on our business goals and tasks, but be steadfast, Father, unmovable, oh yes, and unshakable. We ask for a special blessing for over all of those women, Father, not only business women, but all women that might be struggling with debt, feeling alone and isolated, not sure which way to turn, Father. Let them know that they are not alone. Give them that inner sense of peace, Lord, of strength, and send them resources, Father, including those of us who are in the blessing business. Send us, O oh Lord, to them and others to, that, to show them that, Father, we can help help. Father, we thank you for all of the blessings that you have given us, and we embrace and accept, Father, surely all of the blessings that are yet to come. Again, Father, we thank you for Successful Woman Radio and for all of the listeners that support the show. Father, give me a ready recollection of words and resources and information to say to those who are listening and tuned in today. We ask all these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Again, hello to everyone. Good morning to some on the West Coast. Good afternoon to others on the East and Central Coast. We thank you so much for uh, being here with us today. We don't take it for granted, and I am so grateful that you are here. I want to remind everyone that our theme for this entire month of June has been managing your empire like a queen. In other words, we just can't call ourselves a queen, but to call ourselves a queen, yet we embrace everything that comes along with our queendom, right? We embrace that we have to become leaders. We embrace that we have to become women of power and supernatural power, that we need to be able to tap into and utilize God's power in order to get us to where we need to be in order to bless the lives of others, right? And so all this month, I've been sharing tips and ideas on how to do, how to become that queen of your empire, to help you manage your your empire and be the best leader that you can be while operating your business. So again, you can listen to any of our previous uh, shows on the Successful Woman Radio. You can listen to those shows on womenaboutbiz.net. Again, womenaboutbiz.net. If you go to that particular web, our main website, then you'll be able to click on podcast in the top white menu bar, and then you'll be able to um, listen to any of our previously broadcasted shows and get caught up. Um, so again, all this month, it's it, it was really about us sharing with you ways to become that queen of your empire, helping you to step up into your leadership role, your authoritative role on who you are. Now, for those of you that are new to the show, this is what you need to know and understand. When we use the word queen, what we are talking about is that from the time you were born, you inherited the right 
to be the queen of your own empire. Your empire is made up of your dreams and your goals. It's made up of whatever you want to put in it, the assets that you have in it, right? That could be real estate. That could be land and property. It could be nonprofit organizations. It can be um, small businesses. It could be investments that you have made. Uh, Your empire is what Ever you want it to be. What's so beautiful about this whole this whole concept, this, this this real, very real concept that God has gifted us with is that when you recognize that you are the queen of your own empire, it's quite a bit of responsibility. Sometimes it can overwhelm you a little bit when you really begin to understand that there's nothing holding me back from being a successful businesswoman, a successful woman in my personal life as well. There's nothing holding me back except for me, except for life itself and what I expose myself to. So therefore, I have great control over how my life is lived and how it turns out. I have a lot of control over that because God already gave us the authority to rule over our lives. He already gave us the authority to fulfill our dreams and our goals. Now, why would he do such a thing when he could control us like little robots, right? Why why would he do that? Because he understands the power of free love. It is when we love God freely. It is when we choose to love him and all of the things that God is and all of the things that he stands for. When we choose to freely love him, we begin to truly understand our own selves because, you see, we are created in his image, right? And so because of that, we have much power. You know, the thing about this is that I have known it now for decades. I have but each 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 year I continue to grow closer and closer to God and God reveals more and more things to me about life, about about um supernatural powers that we already possess from the time that we were born. So, you know, the word manifestation and manifesting things in our lives, these are real things. These are things that we can do. They're not things that are fast, that just uh, come and go in a fleeting moment, but these are actual things that God has already scripturally told us that we have the ability to do. He's even shown us through Habakkuk, you know, the book of Habakkuk, you know, what it is that we should do. He's already said, make the vision plain, write it down. He tells us these things because he's trying to show us that we are spiritual beings living in a physical body. And because we are, we are a physical being, we're a spiritual being living in that physical body, we have to learn how to bring our power forward and get it out of the physical body and onto paper so that we can start working on it, so that we can start planning, so that we can start manifesting, calling forward, which was not, right? We can start learning how to do those things. So God, God actually shows us how to make those actual things happen. And so, again, it's just so absolutely wonderful that we are able to call ourselves queens, that we are able to embrace the fact that when we are ready to, we have our own empire that we can create, that we can run, that we, that we don't have to compete with anybody else. It all belongs to us, and we are responsible for it. But again, to whom is much is required because once you acknowledge your empire, once you realize that you have the ability to run your own empire and and create things and put whatever you want to in this empire, much responsibility is required of you. You are responsible to be a great leader. You're responsible to be a servant, right, a servant leader. You're responsible for making sure that you run your business properly and that you make money with the money that you are bringing in right? God expects those things of you. He expects you to learn how to become a multiplier, right? Anything you touch should be multiplied. And so, again, uh, it's such a beautiful thing to have this great blessing, this, this great inheritance 
that we all, each and every one of us as women, uh, that we all have. And, of course, I speak to us as women because that's what this show is all about. But men have the same abilities. They have it. But we each all have a different role depending on what God is giving us. But the one thing that I do know is that we are all God's purpose and that our whole purpose for being here on this earth is that we might become living testimonies for God, natural living testimonies. What does that mean? That means that we need to want to be successful. We want people to understand and see abundance through us. When people look at us, we want people to see the light of God in us. We want people to see that we are happy and that we smile a lot because we are highly favored and blessed. We want people to see that, amen. And so this is why I made a decision at Women About This that we shall all be calling one another queens. We should all be queens at Women About This, not all respecting our, our individual queendoms, right? We're, we're each respecting our own personal spaces, and we're each wishing each other well. And, and, and when we are running our queendoms, when we are, are managing our empires, check this out. There is no need to be so concerned about competition because what God has laid up in store for you is yours. Is yours. And so when we walk with that confidence, when we walk with knowing that we are inheritors of our own own empires, when we recognize that God has given us great supernatural powers, when we recognize all of this, we have a whole new leash on life. Right? We we really do. We have a whole new outlook on life itself and we should be happy. And so I want you to ask yourself a question right now. I want you to ask yourself this question. What do I want to feel like when I wake up in the morning? I want you to think about it. Think about this question. What do I want to feel like when I wake up in the morning? Now, I know some of you may not want to share, but if you are willing to share with me, press star one on your phone, and I'll bring you on live because I think sharing out live, remember, sharing out loud, getting things outside of your head and pulling them into the physical realm where we are is a part of manifesting that which you want, right? So how do you want to feel when you wake up in the morning? Because I think for women, this is a very important question. Why? It's because sometimes we wake up grouchy. Sometimes we wake up, many of us have to go to a nine-to-five job that we don't necessarily want to go to, but we know that we need an income, right? Some of us wake up, we don't know why we feel sad. We don't, we're not understanding why we feel stressed because the bills are paid, things are running well, but, and yet we still inside have this internal feeling of, of just not being happy, Right? As women, we all feel that way, and yet we, as queens of our own empire, we get to determine how do we want to feel when we wake up in the morning. Let's see, I have one person who's raised their hand. Of course, we've got a packed board, so I'm expecting for you other queens to press star one on your phones and also share that. Okay, so I have someone whose last four of your phone number is 6750 Six seven five zero. I believe that's Queen Alicia. You are live on the air, Queen. Hello. Hello and good morning to you, Queen. How are you? I am doing fine. Doing fine. So, Queen, share with us what what do you want to feel like when you wake up in the morning? Once you've made mm-hmm. some decisions and changed some things, and and you know what you want, what do you want to feel like? I would love to wake up every single morning well-rested and excited and energized. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, and, and that means so much to me because, as you know, uh, your audience doesn't know, but, you know, I, I take care of my mom who's recovered um, from strokes, and I recently had an aneurysm and a stroke, and I've mm-hmm. got a lot on me in terms of, trying to sustain my my work and my business and trying to sustain my, you know, mom 
and life. And so sometimes I have a restless sleep because so much is on my mind and so much mm-hmm. to do and handle. I try to keep a notepad next to the bed so if I wake up, I can write it down and get it out of my brain and then go back to sleep. But every day my prayer is to lay down in a peaceful sleep and wake up rested and excited and energized for the next day. So Mm. pray on that for me. (laughs) Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much, Queen, for sharing. I appreciate you. Oh, thank you for all you do. You're such a help in so many ways. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, that was Queen Alicia that said she just wants to wake up in the morning full of energy and ready to go. And, of course, you know, as you know, um, we are talking about what is it that you want to feel like when you wake up in the morning? Do I have any other queens who want to press star one on their phone keypad and who want to share that? You know, sometimes we don't want to share because we don't know. It's okay to say you don't know, but but it, the important thing that you need to understand is that when you can identify what it is that you want to feel like when you wake up in the morning, the closer you get to understanding who you are and what you want to be. Queen Alicia said that she wants to be full of energy. She, she, she wants to be focused. She wants to be ready to go, but she's had so much on her. She's taking care of her mom. She's got a lot of other things going on, and um, I know how that I know how that feels. We've got someone else who wants to share. The last four of your phone number is 6551. Good morning, Queen. Who am I speaking with? Good morning, Queen. This is Lisa Bailey calling in from Flower Branch, Georgia. Good morning morning to you, Lisa. Good morning. Thank you so much. Go ahead. Yes. When I wake up in the morning, I want to feel appreciated. Appreciation Mm -hmm. is one of my love languages, and it's something that in my personal life and in my business life I have not really felt a lot of. So Mm -hmm. sometimes I feel defeated. I feel like I want to quit. I feel like, you know, I really feel like God gave me this ministry, this business to, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, people for this world. But then I don't get uh, the quality clients that I'm I'm praying for. I don't get, you know, when you set those appointments for Mm -hmm. calls and consultations, I get a lot of cancellations. I get people that don't show up. So I feel like people are not appreciating my time. They're not appreciating the service that I give, and they're not appreciating, you know, the information that I freely give, you know, for free. And we talked about mm-hmm. that last week. But I love, I love to give. I love to give information. I love to help people. But then I don't get it back, you know, reciprocal. So mm-hmm. I just want to wake up and say, thank you, God, I feel appreciated because I had a good meeting the day mm-hmm. before because I had a mm-hmm. called me, kept their appointment, and they followed through. So that's my input. Thank you so much for sharing, Queen Lisa. Thank you. And, and you know, I, I, any of us who are in the service business especially, we all feel that way from time to time. And I, I, know, I know what you're saying. I totally identify with that. I do. Um, and I thank, you, I thank you so much for sharing. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for so that was Queen Lisa, and she talked about feeling, you know, she wants to wake up in the morning feeling appreciated. I, I, I know that I do. Who can identify with her um, on that? If you'd like to share what you want to feel like when you wake up in the morning, please go ahead and press star one on your phone keypad at this time and, and share. Share what you're feeling. And if you don't know, guess what, sister? It's okay. Guess what? It's okay not to know because I I didn't know for a while, okay? But it's okay to share that you don't know, but you're trying to discover that. If you do know what you want to feel like when you wake up in the morning, share with us. Press star one on your phone keypad at this time. You know, while we're waiting for a few other people to share, I just want to uh, thank Queen 
Lisa. I want to thank Queen Alicia. I want to thank both of you for, you know, stepping up because I know that these women understand the power of their words. I, I know that they understand the power of manifesting that which they purpose, right? And I know that Queen Alicia is going to have that energy. She's going to have that focus. She's going to Feel that power throughout her day. And I know that Queen Lisa is definitely also going to feel appreciated. She's going to get that because I know that these queens are moving forward. They're going to continue on with their goals and doing what they need to do in taking that action. So very, very important. If anyone else wants to share, all they need to do is just press star one on their phone keypad. Now, what compelled me to ask you guys to think about that question, to answer that question for yourselves today? Well, it is because I know that we as women are not as in touch with ourselves as we need to be, right? I know that as women, we are not really preparing our minds for greatness every single morning like we need to be preparing, right? And I know that we are spiritual beings living in a human-hosted body, and what that means for some of us is that it's very, very difficult it's very difficult to get in touch with that spiritual side. And for some of us, it's very easy to get in touch with the spiritual side, and we just want to stay there. We just want to stay inside with that spiritual side and not bring things out to the, to the physical side of life. I, I know all of these things are going on with us as women. But here's the thing, queens. We've got to start sharing with each other. We've got to start getting getting the word out. We've we've got to start being authentic and real with each other and really being willing to work with each other and saying what can we do to be successful in life and what what can we do to be successful in business. Now, I'm not sure how many of you as women know this, but there is a statistic that has been out for quite a long time, and it has changed over the years. But right now, about 87 to 90% of all consumer decisions here in the United States and I want you guys to listen to this, and I'm going to tell you exactly what that actually means. But 87 to 90% of all consumer decisions here in the United States resides with women. Now, I know that there are many of you who might be listening to, you know, the recording of this later on. You're in, I have a lot of Nigerian listeners, a lot of uh, listeners from Ghana, a lot of listeners from Australia and Canada. You know, again, these are statistics for the U.S. I'm not particularly sure what the statistics are in your country, but I know where we are, where most of us are here on the U.S. side. This is a huge revelation. And why this is a huge revelation is because, you know, as women, we're going around trying our very best to figure out what is going to make our business successful. How can we generate better leads? How can we close the sales better? What can we do? We're looking at all of those various things. But I want to let all of you know right now is that the power for us to be extremely successful as women lies right back here with us, and especially those of us who are in the U.S. Why? Because we have laws that protect us as females. We have equality laws. We have equal rights laws. We have civil rights laws. We, um, there's no better time on the U.S. side to be a businesswoman, right? We've got a lot of things going on that are on our behalf. But at the same time, the thing of it is, is that what we have to look at is as women, we really do have to look at who we are as women, and we have to look at what powers that we have that we give away each and every day, right? Now, the interesting thing is that the retail industry already knows this as a whole. The retail industry pretty much is the, the we're talking about the public relations, the marketing side of retail, they already know that it's the women that they've got to target. So really what has happened is for decades, we have been conditioned and trained 
to sell for the retail industry of the U.S. That's basically what has happened. We have been very, very conditioned. We've also been very conditioned to um, to fulfill and fit a pattern, which is we go to school, we think about what we want to be when we grow up, and then we go to work for someone else. I mean, that is just kind of like the economic pattern that we have been conditioned to fulfill, okay? But then when we work against the grain and when we say we want to be our own business owner, we want to do our own thing, we want to be our own boss, we want to create, sometimes we walk into that not necessarily knowing what what's required of us right? What is actually required of us. Thus, this is why I really realized that more than just teaching individuals how to start a business and how to grow a business, that that information is solid and the information is definitely something that we provide. But more than that, the most important part is to know the inner part of you. It's to know the spiritual side of yourself so that you are able to then, you know, manifest learning to manifest things, start understanding your supernatural powers that you have as queen of your own empire. That's what's so very important. It's when you believe in yourself, that's when things are going to start happening. When you're able to verbally say what you want, when you're able to start getting in your touch with yourself to know what you want to feel like when you wake up in the morning, then you can back up and start creating checklists and start figuring out, well, what's holding me back from being this way in the morning? You can start you can start coming up with sub-questions to, so that you can answer them and start working your way into the very existence that you want to be. You know, uh, why am I not getting... Why am I not getting the responses that I want? Why am I not having the energy that I want? Why is this happening? Why is that happening? There's an answer for everything. But sometimes we have to get in touch with ourselves to know what it is. And so when you can answer that question, what is it that I want to feel like when I wake up in the morning, then guess what? That becomes a priority. That's you putting your air mask on first and you saying clearly, this is what I need to be in order to be the best me. This is what I need to be. This is what I need to feel like, right? This is what I need to feel like. And it's no shame in your game. That's who you are. It's what you need to be for yourself in order for you to continue to move forward and be the best others and, yes, bless the lives of others as well. So I want you to keep that in mind. And I want you, if you're not ready to answer that question live on the air, you need to be ready to answer that question later on today during the quiet moments of your day. You need to be ready to answer answer that question for yourself, right? What do I want to feel like when I wake up in the morning? That's very important. And then once you know what you want to feel like, the goal is to have it to be a consistent feeling, right? It's to be consistent because we all know that we live in a society and a world where a lot of things are going on out of our control, and so sometimes things are not going to be the way we want them to be always, right? But more times than none, we can be consistent with what we want to feel like when we wake up in the morning. We just have to take some actions to help ourselves get there. So with that said, I'm going to move on with the five questions of business leadership. These questions are meant to help you hone in on your leadership skills and to really dig deep on how you can improve yourself as a leader and your business. So starting with question number one, Have I set my business foundation? This is a pivotal question. Hey, you know, don't think that this is just for startups. I know women who have been in, um, I know women who have been in business now uh, for five and 10 years and they still can't answer this question. So here's the thing. Have you set your business foundation? There are five core areas that I want you to pay attention to about this question. Number one, your legal structure and setup. Are you an LLC? Do you have a tax EIN? You know, these are important because this 
then sets the formation for your business, and it helps you then to do everything else that you need to do for your business legally, right? So you need to decide on your legal structure, your legal setup. What are you going to be? A sole proprietor, that's you're not incorporated at all. You're going to be in a higher tax bracket on that side. Do you want to be an LLC, which was created quite a while back, but IRS then looks at you and allows you to have a single tax pass through and they don't tax you multiple times, but only one time on the business itself and, and not just you and the business and everything else that's going on in the business. You, you get a single tax pass through, so thereby saving yourself money, right? And then yet you can still be treated like a corporation and have all of these different tax breaks. Uh, that are there. So again, you need to pay close attention to that. Talk with your uh, either your accountant, a tax specialist, or an attorney about it. Uh, of course, many of you know that I've been uh, helping people for 30 plus years now. So if you just want to be turned into the right direction about setting up your legal structure, go ahead and schedule a power talk with me so that I can give you some resources for that. Here's the second core area of question one is strategy. What do you want to experience in your business this quarter? You know, we've got to start getting in touch with ourselves because sometimes I think as women, we move so fast and we're multitasking so much that we aren't slowing down to really know who we are and what it is that we're trying to really do, right? So you've got to have a strategy. When you, You've got to be on purpose with everything that you do. And so what is it that you want to experience in business this quarter? And then number two is what will you do to support your vision and goals for your business? Now, I'm still on question one because there are five core areas, right? But again, how will you implement the task and who will you delegate your task to after you've set your strategy, right? Here's core area number three of question one. Have you formed your power team? You guys know that this is a, key, a buzz phrase that I use awfully a lot, right? I, I use this thing a lot. And why do I do that? Because we all need a power team of people to help us, right? Here's core area four. You know, do you have automated marketing going on? This is the area where I am growing. I am improving on this area. But everybody should be utilizing and taking advantage of technology. There's some awesome things going on right now in technology. And then core area five, are you prepared to receive the money? Right now, all of this is a part of the foundation. These five core areas, right? Legal structure setups, building a strategy, forming your power team, automating your marketing, and then core five, core area five. Are you prepared to receive the money? So, what does that mean? Broken down, it means do you have a business checking account? Do you have a bookkeeping system that you're using? And you guys know I say this all the time. I don't care if you're getting $5 a week. It needs to be book kept, right? It, it, you need to have it logged down, whether you're using QuickBooks, FreshBooks, or just an Excel spreadsheet, right? It's okay. Um, do you have an, a, merchant, a merchant account to receive monies from people, right? And then cash flow. Do you understand how to prepare a cash flow analysis, right? Do you understand the power of cash flow and how using a cash flow, you can prepare just about anything. You can decide if you want a million dollars, your cash flow tell you what you need to do to make that happen. You can start working with those numbers and coming up with the blueprint to get yourself to where you need to be. Of course, it also requires you to take action and to be a leader in other multiple areas of your business and life in order to make it happen. So we finish with question one of the five questions of business leadership, and we're moving on into question two. What are my top three business goals this month? Right. So now that we've established the foundation and we talked about you really need to know where you're going for the quarter, if you know that, then you should know where, where you are this month. What are your top three business goals this month? Remember, we can all have multiple goals and multiple things that we want to experience in life and business. However, you know, we can't do it all at the same time, right? We can't. And I think it's the multitasking that's causing us as women to become very dysfunctional in many ways. We're multitasking on the wrong thing. 
So we really need to simplify it for ourselves, and we need to focus on three business goals. Because remember, up under each of those goals, we have to create tasks or to-do items to support those goals, then we have to determine whether or not there are any challenges to accomplishing those tasks, right, and find a solution for it. So there's quite a bit to do for every goal that you have. There's quite a bit that needs to be done, again. So if you have a comprehensive checklist of things that you want to accomplish, prioritize them and take the top three off for the month of July that's coming up and know that that's the three things that you're going to be working on for your business. Now, all of this is basically a part of this, you know, listing out what you want your goals to, to be. All of this is really a part of your strategic planning because, you know, usually somewhere in the month of August or September, you really should be strategically thinking about what you've learned from your business thus far, what needs to change, and what needs to happen as you as you move in the rest of this year and on into 2024. You need to be making decisions of the new changes that need to be happening in your business for that, okay? Very important. And then... Also, in question number three, I mentioned, do you have your power team in place? Don't forget that your power team is a group of professionals that can help you take your business from one place to the next. They have expertise on a specific subject matter that you need, right? You don't have as much expertise, thereby they can shorten your learning curve and boost your business. And and that's really how business owners begin to 5X and 10X their business, right? Grow their businesses exponentially. Why? Because they realize that the secret and the key to having a successful business, not just a mom and pop business, not just you know, a business where you are self-employed. Think about that. Self-employed means that you're still in the mode of working for yourself to a point where there's nobody else helping you to do it, right? But when you are looking to get into the world of business and entrepreneurism, right? It means that you have to relinquish that role of being the laborer sometimes, and you have to move into being the entrepreneur visionary, the ambassador of your business. That's when you really need to look at having a power team and start putting that in place for yourself. You know, and again, your power team is what you define it to be for your business. Some people need a graphic designer, a copywriter, an attorney. Some people uh, need an accountant. Some people need a web designer. So it depends on what your business is as to what your power team is going to be composed of. But at the end of the day, what you should know is that that word power team is not for you to boast to other people that, girl, I need you on my power team. I need you need to be a part of my power team. That's not what it's for. It's an internal word to let you know that you have a group of people that are ready to take action when you need them to and when you're able to pay them for it. That's what it actually means, okay? And so, again, I want to caution you that as you create a power team, it's not for you to just look at the that you assembled a group of individuals, but to be able to use them as you need them. The plus side of this is that most people who have a power team, most of those individuals have their own businesses, right? And when they have their own businesses, that means that you're not the only one they're depending on for income. It helps you because you're not having to pay a full-time salary. And so when you need them, you're able to retain their services. And when you don't, they're a, they're busy marketing to others, right, and, and running their business. Um, the fourth question in the five questions of leadership is, am I being consistent with marketing and communications? And, you know, Queens, you know that this is a big thing. We all have to improve in this area. We all should be striving to be extremely consistent when it comes to marketing and communications. The key here is that it's difficult to become consistent when you've not created a marketing strategy, when you don't know what's best for your industry. You're basically just waking up every day, kind of pulling something out of a hat, or it may not even be every day. It might be once a week or once a month, right, which is not enough for you to to really understand what's going on. Here's the secret for you. 
even if you're not getting results with your marketing, if you're consistent, your consistency will tell you what's wrong. Your consistency will help you to go back and look at what isn't happening, and it will help you to fine-tune until you start getting results. But that can't be if you're not consistent with with the marketing at all, okay? So keep that in mind. Communications is key because I think for the most part that if a large majority of us have women, especially as our prospective clients, then what we need to understand is that women want relationships. They want communication. They, they want to feel good about themselves. They want, they want to believe that you have something that they want that they, they need to have. And so communicating is very, very key. And so if you're only communicating every now and then or just when you have an event or something like that, then it doesn't work, right? I've known this for a while. And I will say that marketing is a challenge for most business owners, but it's a challenge that we should be glad to overcome because it's something that we need in order for our business to exist. Without marketing, we really have no business. So in order for us to really proclaim that we're business owners, marketing has to be going on consistently. And then last but not least in the five questions of business leadership is on a scale of 1 to 10, what's your belief level, right? Remember, your belief level is tied directly to your actions. If you're taking actions, you should see goals being accomplished to do items marked complete. And this lets you know that your belief area, your belief um, level has increased. Okay, this, is, this, this helps you to understand it. So nobody is judging you on this. This is you looking at where you are and understanding what your belief level really should be. So there you have it, the five questions of business leadership. Ask these questions of yourself as often as you need to in order to hone in on what your leadership abilities, in order to plan, in order to go back to the drawing board and make this thing happen. We need to have the attitude uh, like this. Girl, I don't know what it's going to take. I don't have all the answers to what, what it's going to take for me to have a certain number of clients in order for me to make a certain amount of money. But what I can tell you is that I believe in God the Father. I believe in the power that he has given me. And in the name of Jesus, I will bring it to me. I will manifest the things that I need to have in my life, right? I know God didn't make a mistake when he created me. Thereby, I will not doubt myself right? But I will continue to move forward to become a purpose of God, and I will be a living testimony, right? I will be that living testimony, and I will draw people to me by my goodness, by my life, by my life, by my example. That's what's so very, very important. So whatever it is that you need to feel like, when you wake up in the mornings, know that that is your desire. That is what you want to experience. And so now, Queen, what you have to do is you've got to get in your quiet space and you've got to really think about what that answer you came up for that question. And you've got to ask yourself, so why is it not happening? What what do I have within my control to make it happen, to, to bring some things unto myself to make this happen? And what am I willing to stop doing? What habits do I have that are working against me uh, that are not allowing me to feel like this when I wake up in the morning, right? Because remember, God gives us great and incredible control. He really, really does. So with that said, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to move into the hot topic for today. Um, I'm so excited to be sharing this with you, and it's becoming the queen of time management. And so um, I'm going to be talking about seven steps to managing your time wisely. But before I do, I want to give you uh, something that was revealed to me. I, I, I don't know who else would have revealed it but God, right? Because, it, you know, God always wakes me up in the middle of the morning when I can't sleep, and I'm always thinking about so many things. And I remember I was working on a time management workshop, and I wanted to define what time management was. And, you know, 
I went into um, the dictionary, you know, looking at, you know, what is time management. I, I did. And, you know, it says the ability to use one's time effectively or productively, especially at work. Interesting, right? So it's our ability to use time effectively. But then feeling like, there's got to be something else to the to the definition of this. I don't believe that it's time that it's just our ability to uh, uh, effectively manage our time. Something else is there for time management, and I I remember I had that on my mind, and I'm real good about saying to myself, you know. I hope God brings this to me in a dream or I want to dream about me giving the time management workshop. Maybe this will help me. God woke me up in the middle of the morning, honestly. And as soon as my eyes opened, it said to me, time is a testament that you are here. And I had to really, I woke up and I processed that for the rest of the morning. It was about 4 o'clock in the morning. It's always around 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. And I had to really process what that actually meant, right? What did that actually mean? Time is a testament that I am here. And I began to think about it and have all kinds of aha moments, right? I began to realize that what God was saying to me is that, Every day that you wake up, you have 86,400 seconds in this lifespan every day, every single day. And it is a testimony to you that you are here, that you are living on this side of life. It's, your, it's my personal testimony to you that you are here. And time then took on a whole new meaning for me, and I began to understand that it is the greatest commodity in the world. The greatest commodity in the world is time. And you know, the interesting thing is, is that the greatest commodity in the world, you can't buy it. You can't buy it. But you can sure doggone use it and take advantage of it as it's passing your way, right? Because like air... Time in and of itself cannot be seen, but it can be experienced, right? And so here's the thing. Here's the beautiful part of it is that time is a testament that we are all here. It's God's testimony to us. It's a reflection back on us. Now, because we're given that 86,400 seconds of life every single day, that is such a huge responsibility. That is such a huge blessing to know that every day that that God is depositing 86,400 seconds in our life bank every single day. I want you to consider that 86,400 seconds. I want you to consider that as being $86,400 as being deposited into your bank every single day because that is how important time really is, okay? That's how important it really is. So here's a question for you. Have you ever been so deep in your work that the day passes you by? Then you wonder where the time has gone because you didn't get as much done that day? Well, guess what? Believe it or not, it does happen to almost all of us. And simply because time is not managed properly, Certain things that were of more priority just didn't get done. So what we have to first recognize as small business owners, as women, as people, we have to recognize the gift of time. It has to be very well respected, okay? And as a small business owner, you know what? Time is one of your most valuable resources. Efficiently managing your time can significantly impact your productivity, your success, and your work-life balance. And by implementing effective time strategies, of course, you can streamline your daily tasks, you can prioritize important activities, and you can do so much more. So I want to quickly just share with you these seven areas of time management that I think if you get a grip on all of these, you can indeed become the queen of time management, right? And again, that word queen means leader. It means leader, inherited leadership. And so... The first thing you need to do is, Queen, you got to get clear on your goals and your priorities. 
okay? Now, I know many of you um, have your business as your side hustle, but then again, many of you have it as your full-time business, and many of you who are working full-time jobs have a part-time business going on. So I know that we fall into the various buckets, right? But here's the thing that I think we all need to recognize is that regardless of where, where you're adding your business, part-time, full-time, side hustle, whatever that might be, you need to understand that if you made a commitment to this business, then you've got to get it together regarding how you manage your time and the, and the amount of time you're going to give to the business. That first starts with really understanding your goals and your priorities for your business, right? You can't, miss, you can't manifest anything that you have not taken out of the spiritual realm and moved into the physical realm and wrote it down on paper. You cannot make anything plain. You can't make it clear until that actually happens. So you've got to start by defining clear and specific goals for your business. Break down these goals into what I would consider smaller, actionable tasks contributing to that achievement, right? And by having a clear direction, you can then prioritize your task effectively. Use tools such as time management apps or to-do lists and other things that will help you to get that done, okay? But you've got to be clear on your goals. And for those of you that are not familiar with the hierarchy of visioning, you know, again, the hierarchy is you first have a vision, which is an experience of something that you want in your business. You have a hierarchy of that vision of or visions with an S because you can have multiple visions, things you want to experience, right? But then after that, the next thing that needs to happen is you need to set goals to each of your visions so that you can gain better clarity on how you're going to go about accomplishing that vision. Now, remember, a vision is really kind of like a master goal, right? It's like I want to have this one experience, but then in order to have that, I've got to have a set of sub-goals in order to make that happen. So then you set those goals to support that master vision, right? And then after you do that, then what supports goals? Tasks supports goals, right? And so this is very, very key for you to understand that you've got to understand the hierarchy of goal setting. You've got to understand the hierarchy or the process overall of visioning. This is your superpower. This is your superpower. And you've got to get this part right. So that first step in time management is setting clear goals and prioritizing them, right? The second thing is this, you got to learn how to delegate and outsource, okay? Now, the biggest, the biggest, I think, that we as women put up when we listen to that word delegate and outsource is that, you know, well, I don't have the money to really pay somebody. But we live in a day and age where we have something called virtual assistants, and they can work by the hour. They can work with whatever you, you, you need, right? You can even go to Fiverr.com. And use Fiverr. Fiverr also has virtual assistants on there as well. So as a small business owner, girl, you might be tempted to try to handle everything yourself, every aspect of your business independently. But what you need to know is that until you start delegating some of these tasks, until you start creating that power team that I talk about, right, you're going to continually be the laborer in your business, thereby you do not have the time to become the entrepreneur visionary, the role that's the most important part of your business, right? Because you're too busy being the laborer. So it's time for you to identify those tasks that can be effectively delegated and, you know, such as administrative work, social media, bookkeeping, um, setting, setting up a lot of different things. This allows you to concentrate on strategic decision-making skills and, and other things to grow your business, such as collaborative partnerships and, and those type of things. That's very important. Here's the third thing that I think is key is you've got to adopt time-blocking techniques. And I think this is something that I teach all the time. I call them spacers or blockers. This is a method where you can allocate specific time blocks for different activities throughout your day. Set aside uninterrupted time for crucial tasks that require deep focus and concentration. So the one thing is this is where you have to know yourself. 
listen, what's the best time that you work every day that, get, that you seem to have clarity? I know for me that might start being somewhere around 3 or 4 o'clock. You know, I'm fully awake and I can really concentrate and focus. So what you have to do here is that you have to, first of all, make sure that you're blocking certain times. That means you're not going to use the phone. You're not looking at the emails. You are blocking certain periods of time of your day so that you can fully focus on one thing so that you can get it done. Avoid multitasking as it can lead to decreased productivity, increased errors. Um, You've got to understand that sometimes trying to multitask and do five or six things within an hour causes you not to do those five or six things. Work on one thing and get it done. You know, an example of that, for, uh, for, for instance, I was writing um, a report, and I said, okay, I want to write this free report on how to be a successful businesswoman. I had, I've had the outline for months, right, but just had not taken the time to do it. But once I actually say, you know what, this day is just about writing this report, it was done in about two and a half hours. Can you believe that? All this time I'm going on through my mind, I'm procrastinating, I'm trying to get this report done. But what the problem was is that I wasn't respecting the time needed to get it done. I kept saying what I wanted in my mind. I was speaking it, and it was beginning to become a pain in my behind because I wanted to get it done. But until I respected the time and stopped trying to do 50 things in one hour, just give the day. I said, you know what? No, I'm stopping. I'm giving the day to getting this report done. I was able to start working on it and get it done in two and a half hours. So, You've got to stop multitasking, okay? Dedicate separate time blocks for checking your emails, your meetings, and other routine activities. And if you want to get more into your CEO role, you know, you need to give one or two days a week where you're doing nothing but planning. You're not executing. You're planning. You're planning on collaborations. You're planning. You're having connection calls. You're trying to figure out how you're gonna how you're going to accomplish a particular goal, which is so very very important. Okay, so I want you to really look at adopting time blocking techniques. Another technique with time blocks is that as you're planning things, make sure that you pad the time. Um, you know, pad the time either. or 100% more than what you thought because it always will take us more time to accomplish something than what we had imagined, right? The other thing is that you can have time spacers to really pad the time out and don't um, back you up um, on things. An example would be you might have a spacer for admin time. You may have a few things that you've got to get done in a period of time, maybe a four-hour or two-hour period of time. You can just put that as an admin blocking your timer. Um, What about when you have to go outside of your home office and you actually have to go to an appointment? Have you ever thought about the fact that you really need to put a time spacer for traveling? Uh, but a lot of people don't, and this is what causes us to be late. This is what causes us to be, um, you know, feeling like we're stumbling. Put a time or travel block in your time planner when you have outside meetings for the amount of time it's going to take you to actually get there, and then also put the block there for the actual meeting itself. This is very, very key. So that means you have to have a time block for yourself to get there, then you're there at the meeting, and then you also have to have a time block to get back home or wherever you're going to, okay? So that's two time blocks and one uh, activity that you get to, to list. And this is something that a lot of people don't do, okay? Um, even if you're preparing your mind for greatness in the mornings, every day at 6 o'clock, I get my alarm, prepare your mind for greatness. That's what my alarm says, right? And that means that I need to get to the business of the day of being the first person to tap into my personal power. So again, these time blocking techniques actually work. Number four, is embrace technology and automation, okay? Leverage that technology, sis, especially on competitive tasks, which will help you to improve your efficiency, right? There's a lot of software solutions out there, but you guys know I'm a Google girl. I love uh, Google Calendar. And now with Google Calendar, if you have um, Google Workspace, which is the paid version of Google, uh, which I think is about $12 a month, that's the standard cost, you also automatically get to have 
uh, a appointment system as well, which means that you no longer will be, um, any, you, you won't have to pay additionally for a appointment setter because you already have one in your Google Calendar. And this is for the paid version, okay? So definitely make sure you take advantage of technology and automation because these things help us to minimize the amount of outside help that we need, and it helps us to focus those dollars on specific tasks that we need to push to. Here's number five. Girl, you just got to learn to say no. Learn to say no. You know, you might face numerous requests and opportunities that can distract you from your primary objectives, but when you say no to non-essential tasks or commitment, it will help you to respect time and to make better use of the time that you have. So you really do need to evaluate your request or opportunity based on whether or not it's aligning with your goals, it's aligning with your integrity, your values, and what it is that you've got coming up for yourself. If it's not aligning, it's okay to say no to the, to the person. They don't understand. Here's number six, practice effective communication. We've talked about the fact that you definitely need to communicate with your your prospective clients, your current clients. You need to be communicating consistently. That might be two to three times a week, right? Poor communication can lead to misunderstandings, delays, wasted time. It causes people to have to figure it out for themselves. And, And that problem, that very one thing could be why you're not getting clients. Because you're, you're leaving it up to them to try to figure it out when they're waiting for you to kind of tell them what they need to do. So to maximize productivity, ensure that your member, team members, your clients and partners are aware of your expectations, your deadlines, your project milestones, your new programs that you have going on. Create something to help them to experience it before they pay for it fully. Encourage open and transparent communication within your organization. And you can do this by utilizing tools like project management platforms, shared calendars, messaging apps. Figure out a way for you to communicate, okay? Here's number seven. Take regular breaks and maintain your work-life balance. This is huge for us as women because we are naturally mother instincts right? We have those mother instincts and, oh, we just want to help everybody. We just want to keep working. And especially if you work from home, you'll work till you can't work no more. But while it may seem counterintuitive, taking regular breaks is essential for maintaining productivity. So here's what I want you to try. I want you to try to work 45 minutes and for every hour, work 45 minutes and give yourself a 15-minute break every hour while you are working on your business. I want you to see how that is really very effective. Now, don't get distracted to where you never come back to your desk after that first 45 minute, um, uh, I'm sorry, after that first 15 minute break, right? So plan out what you want to do for that 15 minutes, whether it's you want to eat a snack, you want to go walking, you want to go outside and just sit and listen to the birds, whatever it is, but it's your time, Okay. And so additionally, strive to maintain a healthy work-life balance by setting boundaries between work and personal life. you got to allocate those time slots for your family, for your hobbies, for self-care activities. This is very, very important, right? Effective time management is critical for small business owners. Of course it is. And by setting clear goals, by prioritizing, by delegating, by leveraging technology, all of these things help to reduce your stress and help you to respect time. Remember, every single day, sis, you get 86,400 seconds. Every single day that I wake up, I'm so grateful to God for giving me that, for depositing that into my life. And I pray each and every morning to God to allow me to fully use it, to keep me on this side of life so that I may be a living testimony for him. And I don't want to keep asking that and then not do it, right? None of us want to ask God for things and we're not follow up and do those things. So let us be queens of time management. Let us show God that we respect time, that we receive the time, and we will use the time effectively and wisely. 
Well, we've come to the end of the show, and I am just so thankful that you guys are here with me today. Uh, for those of you that attended our virtual networking events on last week, Thank you so much. Stay tuned to our event section on the womenaboutbiz.net website as we put more events up for you to participate in. Again, know that I love you. I love you, and I want what's best for you. And I want you to know and I want you to understand that you have your own empire. So this week, it's all yours. It's up to you to decide how you're going to manage your time effectively, how you're going to get some things done. It's up to you to start taking better care of yourself and balancing yourself, right? Take care, everybody, and know that you were meant for greatness. Be good. Bye-bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.